Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome, this is episode 186. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. My guest today believes that in today's ever-changing, interconnected world, we need to level up our game in order to thrive, not just survive. Whether you've just started your own business or you're a top executive at a billion-dollar company in this new shared economy, you have to learn how to think and act like an entrepreneur. Simchuk Luck is a father, a husband, a life celebrator, a game changer, and a futurist. He co-founded the game-based entrepreneurial training company, FreshBiz, which has taken over 50,000 professionals from top companies across the globe on a game-based journey to smarter, better, and faster. Simcha is also the author of The New Entrepreneurs, Changing the Way You Play Life, published by Wiley's. And on today's show, he's going to share the three most powerful words to unlock success in the new shared economy, how to use the spiral of business to create your own monopoly, as well as how the new entrepreneur's mindset will unlock magic and miracles for you in your business and in your life. So welcome to the show, Simco. Thanks so much. Oh, look, talking about the new shared economy, that is something that uh, for many people they have heard of. But just explain, what, how do you define the new shared economy? Because it's something that all organizations really need to be um, familiar with and mindful of, yes? Definitely. Mm. Um, the, the new shared economy is essentially the new game of business. In other words, um, the game of business has completely changed to being a game that was very money-centric, and prestige based um, and also very competitive and fear based if you will too to a world that's a lot more open a lot more collaborative a lot more accepting multi-dimensional understanding you know the new shared economy is a place where people understand that it's not only about you know winning for themselves personally but it's about winning for themselves on a global level on a mm-hmm. local level and people are very conscious of 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 the larger perspective in the world so in the new game of business, you know, again, uh, definitely collaboration is the new competition for sure. And I don't just mean, you know, helping people out just because it's nice, but really figuring out how to expand and add tremendous value across the spectrum. Yeah. And um, and of course, you know, this is this is given a big boost by the digital natives, which are the millennials that are, of course, coming into the workplace. They have different expectations mm-hmm. for what work entails, for for how to be engaged how to be motivated, how to be inspired, right? Just showing up to go do tasks, which is what 
uh, people did 20, 30, 40 years ago is no longer relevant for them. Mm. So there's a lot of different things that are coming together and really forging the new workplace. Yeah. Um, and it's it's exciting. It's it's exciting. And I think um, for a lot of companies, for a lot of people out there, it's also very, uh, very unnerving. It could be also yeah. because there there really is no blueprint. There really are no roads like in Back to the Future where we're going. There's mm. no blueprint. We got to mm. just co-create it together. So yeah. it's exciting. And as long as you know how to think about it the right way, then you can come from a place of power as opposed to from a place of weakness about creating new product services and business models that really fit the new shared economy. Mm, absolutely. I know that there's many a discussion around uh, boardroom tables today about the changes that organisations need to make from their, you know, in their approach, not only to take into account and consideration these new customers, particularly the millennials, but also the staff who are now joining their team. Before we dive into the, the various insights that you want to share today, just to share with everybody your training company, FreshBiz. Who is FreshBiz? So our company, FreshBiz, and you can check us out at freshbizgame.com. Um, I co-founded FreshBiz with my partner, Ronen Goffney, about six years ago. Um, Ronen is brilliant. I mean, this guy has done so many different things in his life. He's been an entrepreneur and an entrepreneurial thinker his whole life. He had this idea to create a game um, just to have an inspired business game, one that was less about destroying people financially <laughs> and uh, bankrupting people to win and decimating people, but more to have a lot of the new world values of you know leverage, resource, uh, what does winning look like, um, action cards, all your non-monetary resources, which people have in abundance. Um, and he created this game about, it, it took him about five years to create it, and about six years ago, he put it out there in the world, and people, his friends and family would play it, they loved it, and they said, you know, it's a really fun game, but truth is that here we are a couple weeks later after playing it, and I actually started doing things in my business and life that really was an insight, and it's made all the difference. This, this, this has to be a training company. So six years ago, we, uh, I was brought on to launch Fresh Fizz Global, the training company, and um, we run game-based training experiences, everything from half-day to full-day for entrepreneurs, small businesses, and companies around the world. Um, we have about 200 partners that are licensed and trained to deliver fresh biz game-based workshops. And I guess the power of it is in the fact that it's a simulation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Anne-Marie, you and I all day can talk about how nice things like innovation is, right? We all understand why innovation is important for companies mm, <laughs> to be relevant. Yes. We also mm. understand the power of giving value and community and collaboration, all these things that people talk about. But by putting it into a game-based simulation experience, we can actually give people muscle memory in why they want to communicate certain ways and how they can win in smarter, better, faster ways. We mm. can really put it into their DNA. We can change how they think about collaboration from a place of knowing that it's nice to actually developing the skills to be able to figure out how they can best collaborate when it makes sense, not just collaboration for the sake of collaboration or innovation for the sake of innovation, but really when it makes sense. And uh, we've been really blessed. You know, At this point now, we've taken over uh, close to about 60,000 people wow. across 25 countries through our game-based experiences, you know, everything from really cool entrepreneurs and startups to companies like EY and WeWork and mm -hmm. uh, HP, IBM and things like that. So we're Amazing. very much here to basically uh, transform the face of business and make it more fun, make it more exciting, you yeah. know, show people that really business is a brand new game and it's just a matter of leveling up and optimizing your skill set 
to be able to develop mastery over it. Yeah. You know, this whole game-based, uh, I remember just a couple of months ago, my son, who's in the IT industry, so, you know, in front of a mm. computer screen, networks and so forth, and his company uh, did something. They had to go out into the city, the CBD, and a whole group of them with these different exercises and things. And I remember him grumbling. He's, oh, we don't have time for this. And oh. Anyway, at the end of the day, um, they were exhausted, but he said it was so much fun and all of the different things that he learned. But it really strengthened individually but also the way that they had to collaborate together and think together and problem solve and things like that but he even talks about it today so I think and he's you know 22 22 so he is uh, I guess one of those millennials but it really did uh, inspire and empower him so uh, that's certainly powerful let's dive in we're talking about the three most powerful words to unlock success in the new shared economy what are those three most powerful words so we talk a lot about this in our book, The New Entrepreneurs, with a Z at the end. Uh, we go really just chapter by chapter of new language and new distinctions, new new game mechanics of the new game of business. And three most powerful words in the new shared economy for sure are access trumps ownership. Um, access is just simply more important than ownership nowadays. I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody sees it. You look at who the unicorn billion dollar companies are and they really are these new shared economies that really leverage other people owning the resources that they essentially get to use and build their platform around so we all know you know we've all seen the famous uh you know that famous infographic going around linkedin about you know uh for example facebook being the largest you know content platform out there and they don't create their own content Mm. or airbnb being the largest hospitality company of course you know it's not their houses. It's other people's houses that they just broker the deal with or Uber, the same type of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's one thing to know that access Trump's ownership. And that's how, you know, Uber is able to leverage b- billions or well, not billions, but let's say hundreds of thousands of cars around the planet because other people own those cars and they give them a job opportunity that makes sense for them and it fits and it works. And of course, they're getting a lot of flack from it because it, you know, totally disrupts the monopoly that taxis have. And of course, again, this is the concept of old world fighting a lot of the new world because old world still trying to find out how they're relevant. And it's always easier to fight against something than to have to redefine and recreate and refresh their business model for sure. Mm -hmm. But Access Trump's ownership is huge. And you see this, you know, across the spectrum from, um, and this is a gift for entrepreneurs and small business owners for sure, that might have been um, set set up to fail, if you will, because they had to literally go out and get an office, they had to hire employees, they had to buy furnishings and buy furniture. Nowadays, they can really plug into a shared workspace, whether it be WeWork or anything like that, essentially. And uh, as opposed to hiring employees, they can really just hire people to go do gigs. They can hire elancers and freelancers. They can work out of a shared workspace, tap into a whole community. And people really, you know, it's amazing. People actually, there's a number of shared workspaces where people just pay a membership, not even to be a part of like the actual uh, office space, but just to be a part of the network or the community. So there's a lot of value that people are getting uh, when you know that Access Trump's ownership. It means Mm -hmm. that I can print on demand. I don't have to have 10,000 copies of my book inventoried right now waiting to be sold and collecting dust. I could print on demand. So Access Trump's ownership. I'd much rather be able to have access to being able to print more books when I need it than having to store it all and pay for facilities and logistics and things like that. And I think that whether, you know, whether you're a company that's massive or whether you're an individual entrepreneur or a small business, just knowing that access trumps ownership, you can start to already look for 
opportunities of resources that other people have already. So you don't have to be jealous. You don't have to acquire them too. You don't have to feel frustrated. You could simply engage with these people and unlock their mm. resources in a way that makes sense for them and for you. So mm. it's this whole untapped new currency where resources are just abundant. Yeah. <laughs> so we just need the right perspective to be able to understand that we don't have to own them anymore to be able to access them. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples? Because sometimes, you know, thinking about some of the old world and, and you talked about Uber, we are going in, in Australia right through that now. We've got uh, marches in the streets, taxi drivers are not happy and the government has proposed that they put a $2 tax on every single Uber ride. So all the people who love Uber are up in arms too saying that's not fair. So we, we know what that situation is like. But for organizations who have not heard that uh, term uh, access Trump's ownership and they're just at that beginning of that that journey are there things to consider you've mentioned are there resources out there already that you can tap into but have you got a case study or perhaps uh, you know an example of when an organization has asked that question they've done the right research and now that's working really well for them I mean it's it's from everything from across from let's say from products and services to even business models i mean access trump's ownership is working really powerfully right now just to just to share with you in terms of the whole model of the e-learning industry you know look we've spent a lot of time and colleges and universities are fighting desperately to stay relevant and to be relevant in people's lives because mm. you know we built this whole sort of fear-based system around if you don't have a college degree or diploma so you're going to probably wind up being a nothing, even yeah. though we have so many case studies of yeah. success. Oh, you know, wait, you might turn into a Richard University. Branson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Richard Branson. Yeah. I mean, he's one of he's one of thousands of yeah. people. I mean, you have people like Peter Thale that are actually encouraging Harvard students and, and Ivy League graduates, you know, or Ivy League students to drop out to go start their own company because mm. he really believes but that's a whole different story. But what I just wanted to say is, you know, the whole e learning industry is 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 unfolding because people understand that maybe I don't need to own my own diploma that says that I learned a skill that potentially is not even relevant now three or four years later yeah. when I learned it three or four years ago or five years ago. Maybe access from, maybe access to the education, uh, getting access, whether it be through watching videos on YouTube or whether it be through watching you know, business hacking or growth hacking tools on, uh, or courses on Coursera or any of the e-learning platforms that are out there Maybe maybe that's a lot more important. So what's happening, and this is really fascinating, you're watching a lot of people around the world get onto the internet for the first time. They've never been on the internet before, and they want to get caught up to speed with the rest of the world. They want to acquire new skills, what skills are relevant. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing, but this is really what India's done and a lot of other countries too, is they're getting online. They're basically um, really decreasing the learning curve by learning from experts. And getting, and getting themselves incredible knowledge that makes them relevant. And all of a sudden you have, I mean, a tremendous amount of digital marketing and digital work that people are outsourcing to the Philippines, they're outsourcing yes. to India, they're outsourcing to all sorts of countries. Because, and they don't care about if these people have a college degree or diploma, they just care that these people know how to do what they need to do on social media or how to be a digital marketer or a growth hack or any of this stuff. And these people are able to learn the skills by simply accessing the knowledge as they need it. Yeah. I think it's really powerful. That's really what e-learning is all about, is it's giving us access to information as long as you don't care that you have the certification or the paperwork to prove that you did something. Mm. And for a lot more people, that's becoming that's becoming very relevant. That really speaks their language because universities and colleges can be cost prohibitive. Not everyone has oh. six-figure income to be able to invest, but Absolutely. they do have 
time to invest. Mm-hmm. And how many organizations, I mean, uh, you know, particularly in the IT industry, many, many uh, of my colleagues who are in those industries, when they get new graduates, they will say to them, everything that you've just learned, forget that. Now let's show you in the real world what it's all about. And if you think people have spent, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on, on degrees, which are outdated. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but that's a, a great, great example. So it's just a matter of uh, raising awareness, actually lifting your eyes and uh, seeing what's going on. And I'm sure you've got uh, lots of other examples too. And we'll share how people can get a copy of your book uh, towards the end of the show. Let's talk about sure. spiral of business. How can we use the spiral of business to create our own monopolies? Mm. So... Um, the spiral business is a really good tool that we use as fresh biz. I mean, we, we do a lot of, you know, like I mentioned before, we do a lot of game based training so that really the experience can go very deep into how people think. And the spiral of business is, um, a specific program that we run, uh, for entrepreneurs and for startups. Um, the spiral business looks like this. We are constantly evolving, constantly evolving. And, you know, uh, there's a great quote, which is, uh, what is it? Um, Life is change, growth is optional, you choose. <laughs> so we're just constantly evolving. And um, it's important to know that because it's very possible, very often when you talk to, let's say, entrepreneurs out there and you say, well, have you tried this or are you doing this to get a little better? And they'll say something like, well, you know something, I actually tried that about a year or two ago and it just it just really didn't work, so I don't do that anymore and now I'm focusing on X, Y, and Z instead. Mm-hmm. I get that, right? We all want to learn from our experiences. It's very important. But in this world that's constantly evolving, it really is possible that what worked two years ago didn't work anymore. And now it actually could work again. So it's about really poking the box and trying out new things. In the spiral of business, we basically have eight different dimensions that we uh, piece together. In other words, our participants get eight different cards. Each card has a picture with a word on it and a couple of guiding questions behind it. And what the eight elements to the spiral of business are, one, products, two, uniqueness, three is value, four is community, five is network, six, communication, seven is rhythm, and eight is energy. And we ask entrepreneurs, you know, when they're starting to develop what their monopoly is, and I don't mean it from the old dystopian perspective of the monopoly game, where it means that you destroy everybody else so that Mm. only you live. But building your monopoly in the new shared economy looks like, you know, Anne-Marie, you know that nobody can do Anne-Marie better than Anne-Marie can do Mm Anne-Marie in these specific areas. And it doesn't matter if someone tries to copy you or someone tries to copy and paste what you're doing. I mean, you're the queen of podcasting. No one else could just declare that. So it's you really got to discern. So um, for entrepreneurs really seeking to build their monopoly, something that really distinguishes them. Definitely, it's all about starting with uniqueness and value. So uh, of the eight, those are the two places where you want to start. And you want to really get deep in terms of what makes me unique, either from a product and services perspective, or maybe it's radical customer service, for example. But what makes me unique, really, in what I do or what I offer? And value. What is the unique value proposition that I have to give people? And how can I make it better? How can I expand it? How can I make it more multidimensional across many different social media spectrums? So I really, really give tremendous value with the unique proposition that I have. And I think that when you start with your uniqueness and your value, and you know, again, what Simon Sinek talks about, right? Why you specifically do what you do, the story about why you do it, not just because I can or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
then from there you can really start to grow the other aspects of it. You can start to focus on, okay, well then now, now, now that I understand that, because that's, that's the key, now I can start to focus on my network. So who's my community? Who are, are going to be my best and strongest brand ambassadors or my influencers that will really be able to, uh, my brand loyalists, for example. And then you can focus on, okay, how am I going to reach them? Uh, what are the different products that I should now create from this uniqueness and value that I have for my network? What, what would they like? Let me pick their brain. Right? Very often you have people sitting in silos trying to, trying to create things without actually getting a sense of what people are actually looking for. And I yes. think that that's really important is to really, you know, this is the whole idea of basically of crowdfunding and crowdsourcing is you can really get a sense of what people want, what sizes, what colors, what values, what's important to them. And then you can create it. And of course, you know, one step at a time, but then you go back into the, you know, the communication and how it works between partners or between, you know, um, the, the solopreneur, the entrepreneur and the community, you get into the rhythm, right? Rhythm is definitely the speed of engagement. I could do a thousand little small activities or I could do one powerful activity mm -hmm. that creates a quantum leap for what I'm doing. And of course, energy is really key. And this is, I think, one of the currencies out there that people really don't talk about so much, but energy is really key because if you want to get very good at leveraging and outsourcing so that you focus on what you need to be doing and you know that you have good people that are covering the rest, then you're freed up to really fully invest and unlock your energy that you're put on this world to do for the right places. Mm -hmm. So it's this constant spiral. It's like you never make it, right? Because once you figure out something and then things are going good, you can always evolve it. So it's always about taking these eight key elements from products, uniqueness, value, community, network, communication, rhythm, and energy, and constantly feeding one to the next and bouncing off each other to keep on evolving and spiraling up, basically, to keep, uh, you know, we, we, we call it a refinement process, mm -hmm. right? Our goal is to keep on refining ourselves and to keep getting better. And, uh, for example, we do this as a company, as uh, FreshBiz. I mean, we're constantly... We've, we've built a global training company and we've built it in a very lean way. So yeah. in other words, for us, we have no employees, we have no office space. And it's like that by design, but it's like that because it gives us the flexibility to pivot and to stay agile and to move as we need to be able to evolve into new markets. So, yeah. you know, we're very heavily involved right now in running trainings for uh, some incredible companies and entrepreneurs. But recently what started happening is schools started to pick us up. So we're actually now wow. in a few different MBA programs. We started yes. to develop a game-based entrepreneurship high school curriculum. And it's this spiral of business where we have the freedom and flexibility because we're so clear as to who we are and what we do that we allow ourselves to evolve into the different areas mm. and to keep focusing on how to get better at it. Yeah. And I suppose if you were to look back six years ago, um, you would have had some visions and obviously some, some outcomes that you wanted to achieve. But I bet you would not have even dreamed of some of the opportunities that are now in front of you and now you're involved in. And had you not gone through that opportunity of being able to evolve, listen to your customers, and, and often when we listen, we really listen, it can guide us into the right decisions to make, the right things to include. Maybe that didn't work so well. We don't need to to, to, to great that anymore and you really continue to evolve a product that your market wants uh, not just exactly. sitting on the shelf and uh, not anyone mm -hmm. purchasing it so I, I love that how often do you find you go back and revisit the spiral of business or do you um, allow the, the situation to determine that you need to go back in other words when you sense something is happening okay let's go back let's revisit each of those areas do we need to change something yeah, sure. So, uh, and that's a really good question. 
it's definitely look it's definitely not change for the sake of change right mm. there's too many people out there you know it's like uh look i know what it's like to write a book i mean i could have still been editing it three years later right it's like <laughs> all of us have this perfectionist thing about us that we could just stay in the editing mode and model for forever yeah and that's definitely not what it's about our goal is never to just get ready to get ready but um how how often to visit the spiral of business we we visit it on a monthly basis just mm -hmm. to check in. Yeah. It, 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 it either can be very affirmational going, wow, OK, this is this is exactly where we're supposed to be right now. This is awesome. Or it takes you to a place where you go, hey, you know what? This is actually really interesting. But since we've had a couple of the last meetings and the last workshops and trainings that we've run, you know, maybe we really should work a little bit on the communication aspect. You know, let's check our proposals or let's check our videos or let's check our messaging. So uh, you can tweak sort of micro elements of it. But uh, we like to revisit this on a monthly basis just to check in with ourselves. Yeah, I love that. Fantastic. So that's the spiral of business. Let's talk about the new entrepreneur's mindset. And of course, entrepreneurs with a Z. What is the entrepreneur's mindset and how will it help us unlock magic and miracles in our life and, and our business? Nice. So I think that um, the we, we, we open up the book, The New Entrepreneurs, with uh, with, a, with with this. It says, the rat race is over. The new era of entrepreneurial thinking is here. And what we mean by that is entrepreneurship is no longer a monopoly of business people starting businesses. I mean, very often people just talk about, you know, the entrepreneur starting a business and what that looks like and the startup world and how they get funding and their pitch and the shark tank and all these like terms that people have just sort of thrown together mm -hmm. because that's what television presented for us. Um, but entrepreneurial thinking is the new mindset for, for everybody. Whether you're a mom, you're a dad, you're an artist, you're a business person, you're a student, you're a child. Entrepreneurial thinking is the ability to turn ideas into reality. And we are in a world right now where it's never been easier before to turn ideas into reality. It's just really important that it be the right ideas, <laughs> yes. that it be ideas that give people value and give ourselves value. And so that's really what we mean by it. You know, entrepreneurial thinking essentially is a muscle and we need to develop it. Um, you know, in our workshops, I'm just, you know, just to share with you, um, we show basically a 60 minute slide. You can watch this on YouTube. It's really profound. It's called training fleas for the flea circus. Mm -hmm. And it's a video that takes place in a laboratory where scientists have, you know, they talk about training fleas. Fleas can usually jump about six feet in the air. What they do is they take these fleas, they take about a thousand fleas, they put it in a jar. They let the jar sit on the table for three days. And after three days of basically programming the fleas that this is the size of the jar, when they open this jar up and they take off the lid, these fleas will never, ever, 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 ever jump higher than the lid of that jar really? over three days, ever, for the rest of their lives. Wow. But the, sho but the shocking part is that these fleas, offsprings, offsprings, offsprings for generations forever, will never jump higher than that lid that was placed generations earlier. Really? I can just imagine those scientists uh, do. What, what, what are you involved in? Wow, we're studying fleas. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> we're studying fleas. Yeah. It, it, it's, wow. It's comical, but it's really profound mm. when you think about the fact that essentially humanity was basically put into a jar with the Industrial Revolution. Oh, yes. And for the most part, we're still in that jar with our thinking. But at this point now, there is no jar. There is no lid. We're out of the laboratory. We mm -hmm. can jump as high as we possibly can jump as long as we know that we can. We don't even need permission to do that anymore. We we, we just can do it. Yes. We can tap into experts on demand. Jump out of that jar. <laughs> exactly. And so that's really what we mean. You know, entrepreneurial thinking is a new mindset. 
And definitely the aspects in the game, and certainly in the book, The New Entrepreneurs, some key items that we talk about in the methodology mm-hmm. is definitely how to create smartnerships around the world. How do you create smart partnerships that make sense, that are value-based? What do you have to offer? What do you have to really customize and tweak? How flexible do you need to be to be able to go ahead and create smartnerships with people around the world? Like, you know, we've, we've, we've managed to do this in a way where just people have become such big brand ambassadors for uh, inviting FreshBiz to conferences, retreats, companies, organizations, whatever, just because they buy into the mission. You know, we're part yes. of Conscious Capitalism and Game Changers 500, so they just like that. Yeah, So, yeah. So there's a lot, you know, there's a, how, how, do you, how do you get really good, for example, at knowing, and again, this is in The New Entrepreneurs, that you can throw as many dice as you need to be able to progress, you know, to progress in your life. You know, in the game, right, you throw a die, you, you get a one or a six, so you're very limited with the speed. And very often people in life think that also. Well, you know, let me just one step at a time. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, one step at a time really might be a healthy approach for sure. But it's also possible to just go the quantum leap approach, which is to literally just get from one place to the top of the food chain so quick just because you know it's possible and you look for how to just make something happen above and beyond just that linear process. You yeah, know? that's right. So we, we use a lot of game-based uh, metaphors in the work that we do because, again, we believe that life is a game. And we could definitely hack it, yes. <laughs> right? So, you know, this is the ambitious entrepreneurs. I mean, mm. if you're not tapping into um, what other incredible people are doing in a way that is specific for you, but really being able to learn and understand that it's all possible, you just have to ask the right questions and learn from the right people, then it, it just makes a huge difference. Mm. So the new entrepreneurs, who are they? They're the artists, they're the creatives, the business people, the parents, the lovers, you know? Yeah. They're anybody that wants to be really, really incredible at turning ideas into reality because they understand that we're basically co-creating this new climate of the world that we're living in. They, and they understand that it could be a lot more fun than it's ever been before. You know, people still, the old school ways of looking at business is it's a dog eat dog world. It's very competitive. Uh, we have to dominate the market. All these, all these sort of dystopian terms that make it seem like we're in the hunger games mm. when we're, we're not in the hunger games. It's, you don't have to dominate the market. You can, you can, uh, you can offer your products and services to a specific number of people that wind up setting up such an incredible lifestyle for you and your entire team and your team of teams of teams without it being excessive or greedy or too yeah. much. Obviously it's, based on a case-by-case basis of figuring out what that is. Mm -hmm. But that really is a big part of who the new entrepreneurs are. They have a new mindset. They're fun. They're playful. You know, they look for hacks. They look for growth. They look for development. Um, Carol Dweck talks a lot about the growth mindset, and I think that's really key for for this generation of millennials who in um, studies and statistics about what they're most interested in, they found that millennials are most interested essentially in personal and professional development and having experiences and being part of a community. Yes. So if you're just talking to them about, you know, about their job or about their tasks or about more money, that's no, not even what they want not, to be talking no. about. And no. I think that when we understand that we can really we can make and we can model the entire business world to be a lot more relevant, to be a lot more fun and playful so that people show up excited. People show up engaged. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really sad, right? About 83% of people out there and again, this is not simply Gluck talking about this. This is what case studies are talking about in terms of, you know, that are researched and talk, talking about that there's 83% right now of, 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 of employee disengagement. People are not engaged at their jobs and it's costing the U.S. billions, yes. billions of dollars. 
And then what's crazy is it talks about how managers are not even engaged. So in other words, employees are mirroring their managers. Yeah. Mar uh, you know, managers are mirroring their employees. And why is nobody engaged? Because you mentioned it before, Amory, because they're still being brought into a boardroom to go mm -hmm. talk about how to do stuff. Yeah. But a boardroom is boring. That's oh. why it's called a boardroom. It's a room that's bored. Yeah. It doesn't want people to just sit there anymore. It wants people to be out there being playful and productive and figuring out what's next to unlock what's possible for their business or their company. Yeah. So, you so know, a, a little bit. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I just feel like, amen. I mean, that's it's, it's, it's just <laughs> so true. Oh, my goodness. So this, I just love speaking with you because everything you've said, I mean, you know, I have conversations with colleagues and with people who just get it and uh, I'm so um, yeah honored to be able to share this message out into organizations as well it is so true so even as they're looking and struggling to now you know consider around their their consumers and you know from that marketing point of view you need to look internally too because if you think of uh, the production and uh, that that really the inefficiencies and the productivity and the, the morale it really is waning as well and um, you know I've, I know many colleagues who have left their roles because they were disengaged you know and family members sure. which is really really sad how can people get in contact with you how can they grab your book how can they learn more about fresh biz so great question a couple things that we put together for um, your listeners so for starters we're online we're at freshbizgame.com um, that's us freshbizgame.com you can learn more uh, for sure, you can invite us in for a workshop or if you're a trainer and you're looking to be licensed to become one of our new trainers out there, for sure that's available also. We also put together a few um, a few fun things. So one is if you're in the U.S., if you're in the USA listening to this, all you need to do is text 44144. Again, that's 44144 and just type in the, the word book, B-O-O-K, and I'll send you the first four chapters of the new entrepreneur's book for free. Um, right now, just so you know, The New Entrepreneurs, it's on Audible, it's on Kindle, it's on Amazon. It has 100% five-star reviews from close to 100 readers, so we're really proud of that, and I'd be happy to send you a copy. And also, for listeners of your show, um, when you go to freshbizgame.com and you order a workshop, half-day, full-day, three-day, whatever, all you need to do is type in just ambitious entrepreneur and what we'll do is we'll give you 15% off for any workshops and trainings that we run for you, your company, your team, whatever, just for being a listener of Anne Marie's show. Fantastic. Um, and of course, me and my partner, Ronen Gaffney, G-A-F-N-I, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, and uh, we're just here to be a resource for the world <laughs> and yeah. to bring us into the future of business right now. So if there's any way that I can help or support your listeners, man, I'm just more than happy to do so. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so very much for sharing. I think uh, definitely uh, organizations need to get in touch with you. Everything that you've said is really right on point and uh, certainly, uh, uh, yeah, you know, but the, the workshops just sound amazing, amazing, and, and certainly get a copy of your book as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Amory, thanks so much for having us. Looking forward to doing a lot of good things together. Absolutely. Are you a specialist who supports small business? and you want to increase your visibility, reach, and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach, and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. 
To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.